Hare Krishna everyone, so we're continuing with the path of perfection by His Divine Grace Srila A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swani Prabhupada. This is Shravanam Diaries podcast. I'm your host Sulalita Devadasi. Let's dive in. This is chapter 6, Perception of the Super Soul. Yomam pasyati sarvatra sarvam cha mai pasyati tasyaham na pranashyami sachame na pranashyati for one who sees me everywhere and sees everything in me, I am never lost, nor is he ever lost to me. Unquote. Bhagavad Gita 6.30 This is Sada Tad Bhava Bhavita. Bhagavad Gita 8.6 Always remembering Krishna. If we practice living in this way, we never lose Krishna and are never lost to Krishna. And at the time of death, we are therefore sure to go to Krishna. If we are not lost to Krishna, where can we go but to Krishna? In the ninth chapter, Krishna tells Arjuna, Kanteya pratijani hi name bhakta pranashyati Bhagavad Gita 9.31 Quote, O son of Kunti, declare it boldly that my devotee never perishes. Simply, don't lose sight of Krishna. That is the perfection of life. We can forget everything else, but we should never forget Krishna. If we can remember Krishna, we are the richest of men, even though people may see us as very poor. Although Rupa Goswami and Sanatana Goswami were learned scholars and very opulent ministers, they adopted the poor life of mendicants. In his Sri Shad Goswami Ashtaka, verse 4, Sri Nivasa Acharya thus describes the six Goswamis. Tyaktva turna mashesha mandala pati shrinim sadatuchavat Bhutva dina ganesha kau karunaya kaupina kanta shritao gopi bhavara samrita bhi lahari kalola magna muhur vandero pasanatana ragu yugo Shri Jiva Gopala Go. Quote, I offer my respectful obeisances unto the six Goswamis Shri Rupa Goswami, Shri Sanatana Goswami, Shri Ragunata Bhatta Goswami, Shri Ragunata Dasa Goswami, Shri Jiva Goswami, and Shri Gopala Bhatta Goswami, who cast off all aristocratic association as insignificant. To deliver poor, conditioned souls, they accepted loincloths and became mendicants, but they were always merged in the ecstatic ocean of the gopis' love for Krishna, and they were always bathing repeatedly in the waves of that ocean. The words Kaupina Kantha Shritao indicate 
that the Goswamis were simply wearing underwear and a loincloth and nothing else. In other words, they accepted the poorest way of life as mendicants. Generally, if one is habituated to living according to a high standard, he cannot immediately lower his standard. If a rich man accepts such a poor condition, he cannot live. But the Goswamis lived very happily. How was this possible? Gopi Bhavara Samritabdi Lahari Kalola Magna Muhur Vande Rupa Sanatana Ragu Yugo Shri Jiva Gopalako. They were actually rich because they were constantly dipping themselves in the ocean of the loving affairs of the gopis. If one simply thinks of the gopis' love for Krishna, one is not lost. There are many ways not to lose sight of Krishna. If we do not lose sight of Krishna, then we will not be lost. A person in Krishna consciousness certainly sees Lord Krishna everywhere and he sees everything in Krishna. Such a person may appear to be may appear to see all separate manifestations of the material nature. But in each and every instance he is conscious of Krishna, knowing that Everything is the manifestation of Krishna's energy. Nothing can exist without Krishna. And Krishna is the Lord of everything. This is the basic principle of Krishna consciousness. How does the devotee know that everything is the manifestation of Krishna's energy? First of all, a Krishna conscious person is a philosopher. If he sees a tree, he thinks, what is this tree? He then sees that the tree has a material body, just as he has a material body, and that the tree is also a living entity. But due to the tree's past misdeeds, he has obtained such an abominable body that he cannot even move the tree's body is material, material energy. And the devotee automatically questions, whose energy? Krishna's energy. Therefore, the tree is connected to Krishna. Being a living entity, the tree is part and parcel of Krishna. In this way, the Krishna conscious person does not see the tree, but sees Krishna present. That is Krishna consciousness. You don't see the tree, you see Krishna. That is the perfection of yoga. And that is also Samadhi. Krishna consciousness is the development of love for Krishna. Love of Krishna. A position transcendental even to material liberation. Why does the Krishna conscious person take such an account of the tree because he has love for Krishna. If you love your child, 
and your child is away. You think of him. When you see his shoes, you think, oh, this is my dear child's shoe. It's not that you love the shoe, but the child. The shoe, shoe, however, evokes that love. Similarly, as soon as we see Krishna's energy manifested in a living entity, we love that entity because we love Krishna. Therefore, if we love Krishna, universal love is accounted for. Otherwise, universal love is nonsensical because it is not possible to love everybody without loving Krishna. If we love Krishna, universal love is automatically there. Without being Krishna conscious, a person may say, here is my American brother and here is my Indian brother. Now, let us eat this cow. Such a person may look you such a person may look on other human beings as brothers but he looks on the cow as food is this universal love a krishna conscious person however thinks oh here is a cow here is a dog they are part and parcel of krishna but somehow or other they have acquired different bodies. This does not mean that they are not my brothers. How can I kill and eat my brothers? That is true universal love, rooted in love for Krishna. Haribo! Let's read that again. That is true universal love, rooted in love for Krishna. Without such Krishna consciousness, there is no question of love at all. Krishna consciousness is the stage beyond self-realization, in which the devotee becomes one with Krishna, in the sense that Krishna becomes everything for the devotee, and the devotee becomes full in loving Krishna. An intimate relationship between the Lord and the devotee then exists. In that stage, the living entity attains his immortality. Nor is the personality of Godhead ever out of sight of the devotee. To merge in Krishna is spiritual annihilation, to merge in Krishna. A devotee takes no such risk. It is stated in the Brahma Samhita 5.38. Premanjana Churita Bhakti Vilochanena Santasadeva Hridayeshu Viloka Yanti Yamshyama Sundara Machintya Gunasvarupam Govinda Madhi Purushanta Mahambajami. Quote I worship the primeval Lord Govinda who is always seen by the devotee, whose eyes are anointed with the pulp of love. He is seen in his eternal form of Shyama Sundara, situated within the heart of the devotee." Unquote. 
One who has developed such a love for Krishna sees Shyamasundra, Kartameshana, always within his heart. At this stage, Lord Krishna never disappears from the sight of the devotee, nor does the devotee ever lose sight of the Lord. In the case of a yogi who sees the Lord as Paramatma within the heart, the same applies. Such a yogi turns into a pure devotee and cannot bear to live for a moment without seeing the Lord within himself. This is the real process, this is the real process by which we can see God. God is not our order supplier. We cannot demand, come and show yourself. No, we first have to qualify ourselves. Then we can see God at every moment and everywhere. Sarvabhutasthitam yo yo mam bhajatye katvam ashtitah sarvatavartamanopi sayogi mai vartate. The yogi who knows that I and the Super Soul within all creatures are one worships me and remains always in me in all circumstances. Jai. So the yogi who knows that I, the Super Soul within all creatures are one worships me. So one who understands Bhagavan and Paramatma to be the same person. Mm -hmm. Okay. A yogi who is practicing meditation on the Super Soul sees within himself the plenary portion of Krishna as Vishnu with four hands holding conchal wheel, club and lotus flower. This manifestation of Vishnu, which is the yogi's object of concentration, is Krishna's plenary portion. As stated in Brahma Samhita 5.48 Yasyaika nishvasita kala matavalambya jivantiloma vilaja jagadantanatha Vishnur Mahansa Iha Yasya Kala Vishesho Govinda Madhi Purushamta Mahambajami Quote The Brahmas and other lords of the mundane worlds appear from the pores of Mahavishnu and remain alive for the duration of his one exhalation. I adore the primeval lord Govinda for Mahavishnu is a portion of his plenary portion." Unquote. The words Govindam Adipurusham Tamaham Bajami, I worship Govinda, the primeval lord, are most important. The word Adi means original and Purusham means the lord as the original male, the original enjoyer. And who is this Govinda, whose plenary portion is the 
Mahavishnu. And what is the function of the Mahavishnu? In every universe, there is a primary, original living entity known as Brahma. The life of Brahma is the life of the universe, and this life exists during only one breathing period, exhalation and inhalation of the Mahavishnu. The Mahavishnu lies on the causal ocean, causal ocean, and when he exhales, millions of universes issue from his body as bubbles and then develop. When the Mahavishnu inhales, these millions of universes return within him. And this is called the process of annihilation. That, in essence, is the position of these material universes. They come out from the body of Mahavishnu and then again return. In the ninth chapter of Bhagavad Gita 9.7, it is also indicated that these material universes are manifest at a certain period and are then annihilated. Sarva Bhutani Kaunteya Prakritim Yantimamikam Kalpakshaye Punastami Kalpadavi Srijam Yaham O son of Kunti, at the end of the millennium every material manifestation enters into my nature, and at the beginning of another millennium by my potency I again create. The creation, maintenance and annihilation of this material cosmic manifestation are completely dependent on the supreme will of the Personality of Godhead. Quote, at the end of the millennium, unquote, means at the death of Brahma. Brahma lives for 100 years and his one day, one day, is calculated at 4 billion 300 million of our earthly years. One day of Brahma. His night is of the same duration. His month consists of 30 such days and nights and his year of 12 months. After 100 such years when Brahma dies, the devastation or annihilation takes place. This means that the energy manifested by the Supreme Lord is again wound up in himself. That is, the Mahavishnu inhales. Talk about law of relativity, really. This always fascinates me. Then again, when there is need to manifest the cosmic world, it is done by his will. Quote, Although I am one, I shall become many. Unquote. This is the Vedic aphorism. He expands himself to this material energy, and the whole cosmic manifestation again takes place. Since the entire creation and annihilation of the material universes 
depend on the exhaling and inhaling of the Mahavishnu, we can hardly imagine the magnitude of that Mahavishnu. And yet, it is said here that this Mahavishnu is but a plenary portion of the plenary portion of Krishna, who is the original Govinda. Jai. They say God is almighty. How almighty? <laughs> this is just un unimagined. Incredible. Mm -hmm. The Mahavishnu enters into each universe as Garbhodakashai Vishnu. And Garbhodakashai Vishnu further expands as Kshirodakashai Vishnu. And it is this Vishnu form, Vishnu form that enters into the heart of every living entity. In this way, Vishnu is manifest throughout the creation. Thus, the yogis concentrate their minds on the Kshirodakashai Vishnu form within the heart. As stated in the last chapter of Bhagavad Gita, 61st verse, 18.61. Ishvara Sarva Bhutanam Hridasher Junatishtati Brahma Yan Sarva Bhutani Yantra Rudhani Mayaya The Supreme Lord is situated in everyone's heart, O Arjuna, and is directing the wanderings of all living entities, who are seated as on a machine made of the material energy. Thus, according to the yogic process, the yogi finds out where the Kshirodakashai Vishnu is seated within the heart. And when he finds this form there, he concentrates on him. The yogi should know that this Vishnu is non different from Krishna. Krishna, in this form of super soul, is situated in everyone's heart. Furthermore, there is no difference between the innumerable supersouls present in the innumerable hearts of living entities. For example, there's only one sun in the sky, but the sun may be reflected in millions of buckets of water. Or one may ask millions and trillions of people, where is the sun? And each will say, over my head. The sun is one, but it is reflected countless times. According to the Vedas, the living entities are innumerable. There's no possibility of counting them. Just as the sun can be reflected in countless buckets of water, Here for today. Thank you so much for tuning in. The link to this book is in the description and we shall see you next time. Hare Krishna.